Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today we continue learning the book Hovos Halevavot, Duties of the Heart by Rabbi Bahia Ibn Pakuda and we're in chapter 6 of the Gate of Humility. We're learning how to acquire this beautiful mida, this beautiful character trait, which really, if a person is not humble in his life, he really doesn't get it. It's a shame that you would go through your whole life and not acquire this mida. For some people it's easier, for some people it's harder, there are some people that are more proud, more haughty, more arrogant, and other people are naturally inclined to being humble. But what Rabbi Pakuda is teaching us here is that to be able to, to really live a, a, a well-lived life, the, this mida of humbleness, to be able to acquire bitahon, trusting Hashem, to be able to be grateful in life and successful, a person really needs to be humble. So today he's teaching us the 10 rules of conduct that a master of humility should observe, how we should conduct ourselves in order to be humble people. So the first one he says, one should obtain knowledge of God and his godly attributes, his goodly attributes and of the superiority that he bestows upon men. So the number one thing that is very important is that we should recognize who created the world. And, and you know, Hashem didn't make us like animals. You're not going to see a cow eating grass and thinking, oh, this grass is delicious. Hashem made such a good grass for me. It's organic. No, they don't have a sehel. They're made with an in instinctive nature in which they see grass, it's green, and that's what I eat. They're going to go instinctively and eat the grass. It could be full of, of poison and they're going to eat it too. So, the, but a human being has the capacity to, to recognize where things come from because we have an intelligence, we have a seichel. Hashem gave us a brain with, with wisdom, with, with, with understanding and knowledge that we can look at the world and analyze it and see where, it where everything comes from. Like we're not stupid people, but to be able to recognize Hashem in the world, the number one thing is you need to be humble. Because if you're not humble, then you're going to put Hashem in a closet and you're going to decide this whole thing was made by itself. So as it says in Tehillim, you have made him master over the, over the works of your hands. And when a person recognizes the awesome grandeur of the Creator, the majesty of His power and His exalted wisdom, he will be humble. When you recognize that everything in the world, at the end of the day, the first, the second, and the third word comes from Hashem. We're in a pandemic for the, almost a year already in, in this side of the world. And we're still here, and it's still going on. And who, yeah, the vaccine came out. It's a miracle. Who, who, who brought it to the world? Who decreed that there was going to be a vaccine in eight months? Hashem. Yes, you can have all these very intelligent scientists, and you can have all these people with a lot of money that put it into it. This is the natural order of the world. This is how it's functioning. But at the end of the day, who decides when it's going to come out? Hashem. He has the last word. So you need to be humble to be able to accept this. And the more humble you are, the better things work for you. 
So the second one is one should know the duties prescribed by the Torah and those called for by the intellect study God's Torah and master the wisdom to be gained from reason, scripture and tradition in order to learn from it is the requirements of humility and where it should be practiced. So yeah, to be able to acquire Torah, you need to be humble. If you're too full of yourself, you're not going to be able to learn anything because you know better, right? So in order to be able to, to learn Torah and to acquire it and make it your own and to be able to fulfill the mitzvot, a person needs to be humble. Number three, one should for the sake of the Creator, may he be exalted, tolerate and bear patiently with hateful words and deeds as it says, have I paid in kind one who paid me evil? On the contrary, I rescued him that without cause is my enemy. So what it says in Mishleh says, do not say as he did to me, so I will do to him. So what it's saying is that if a person mistreats you, he treats you horrible, he does bad things to you, you should not go and do the same to him. You shouldn't do that because that's arrogance. You should acknowledge, yeah, I had to go through this horrible situation, this very hard moment in my life, but it comes from Hashem. Hashem sent this person as a shliya to do this to me. If it wouldn't have been him, it would have been someone else because this person was vulnerable to do it. He ended up being the, 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 the shliya. Uh, but, but we should accept it, accept it and, 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 and learn from whatever comes in our, our way. And yeah, we don't need to accept mistreatment and a toxic relationship and people being evil to us and hurting us. No, we can run away from that. But we're not going to go and do bad to them. That's what it's saying here. So our masters of blessed memory have said, those who are offended and do not offend, who hear themselves insulted and do not answer back, who act out of love and rejoice in chastisement of them, scripture says, but those who love God will be like the sun going forth in its strength. And they refer to such as an individual as one who is forbearing. So a person that is humble, that if a person says something not nice to them and they keep quiet and they, they, they don't say anything and they understand it's coming from God and they're happy because whatever they have to suffer, it comes from Hashem, it's cleaning the slate. He feels like, okay, thank God, I, I, I'm, I'm, this is productive for me and he doesn't take it personal, then this person, at that moment, a person can go and ask a braha from him and it will come true. So I've said a story of a lady that was in a synagogue and uh, a lady started screaming at her. And then after the services, this girl went up to her and she, and she kept quiet. This lady said nothing. She just moved, said nothing. And she said to her, I, I've been trying to have a baby for 10 years. I've never, haven't been successful. Can you give me a braha? And the lady gave her a braha that in the next year she would be a mother. And lo and behold, 10 months later, she was a mother. So when a person understands that when they're being mistreated, really where it's coming from, who's allowing this? You know, who is allowing this to happen to you? It's not random. And you learn from that. You learn your whatever you need to learn. You understand that it's a teaching moment. It's a growth opportunity. Like, like Yosef Hatzadik, he never got upset with his brothers. They sold him into slavery. They almost killed him. 
He never got angry because he understood that was a plan. There was a plan and Hashem needed him in Egypt. He needed him to be a slave. He needed him to be a prisoner. So eventually he could become the viceroy of Egypt and save the world from famine. So he understood this. So when a person is humble, he's able to understand these things. But when a person is haughty, he thinks that everything's being done to him and not for him. So one should act kindly towards other people and speak well of them. This is number four. Judge them favorably, not malign them, and forgive them for speaking ill of him and disparagingly. It says here, do not curse the king even in your thoughts. This is in Koheles. Your mouth you release for evil and your tongue you cleave to deceit. You sit and slander your brother, you malign the son of your mother. This is in Tehillim. And an example of forgiving slander and disparagement is found in scripture. It says Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moshe. So what was it that they said that was so bad that Moshe was getting divorced from his wife Zipporah because Hashem needed him 24 hours a day, 24-7. And Miriam asked Aaron, says, why is he divorcing his wife? And this was considered Lashonara, evil speech. She got the tzara, she got the, this type of leprosy in her skin. So what, what was it? So in their level, in their level, they were tzaddikim, they should have never questioned their brother because they knew that he would do nothing that Hashem didn't ask him to do. So our sages of blessed memory said, it once happened that Rabbi Eliezer stepped down before the ark and offered 24 supplications and was not answered. And Rabbi Akiva then went down and said, Our father, our king, and was answered. So a heavenly voice proclaimed, It is not that this one is greater than the other, but only that this one is forbearing. He's forgiving. He doesn't, he doesn't judge people. He gives everybody the benefit of the doubt. And because he's easy to forgive others, Hashem is easy to forgive him. So if you're very judgmental, you're very harsh with people, up there, they're going to be the same with you. But if you let it go and you close your eye and you say, oh, maybe he had a bad day or maybe he doesn't know better or maybe whatever, the same way is going to be with you. Whenever you mess up up there, they're going to say, oh, he had a bad day or he doesn't know better. They will let it go. So one of the pious, it is told, passed by the carcass of a dog, which gave forth a dreadful odor. And his disciple said to him, how dreadful does this carcass smell? And this, this sage, this person said, he said to them, how white are his teeth? So, so more, much more that he didn't even say these things. He looked for something good to say about that carcass of a dog. So we see here that in number five, it says one should be humble in all matters of this world, public and private, in speech and indeed when active or at rest. Not only in the street, it's in your home, it's in the privacy of your life, it's within yourself. In all this, his inside should not be the opposite of his outside. How you're inside, you should be outside. And his inner life should not be inconsistent with his outer appearances. You know, I see very much today in the social media outlets, it's very sad to see that people have these Instagram accounts in which they they sell a life to people, they show people something that is not true. That inside is not the same as what they are showing outside. It's a problem. And that is a, that is a sign of, of haughtiness, of pride, not of a humble person. 
because they're selling something they're not. And, and, and we see it once all the time. People, at the end, everything is known. They cannot hide it. That beautiful family, the beautiful children, the beautiful house, the perfect body, the perfect this, the perfect that. And inside, this, it's not perfect. They're not okay. So, number six says one should be determined and aspiring in matters of the next world. One should not be content with doing whatever comes to hand and his attainment should never be enough for him. On the contrary, his deeds, service, abilities and efforts should appear negligible to him and he should always aspire to something higher, as scripture says, of Yehoshaphat. His heart was lifted up in the ways of God. He was a king and he, he was always looking up. He was always striving to be more than what he, what, what he was. And he should express this displeasure with himself before God and before people for his deficiencies in religious matters and ask God for help and courage to increase his service. So yes, if you wake up every day and you pray, wonderful. But you know what? Sometimes our prayers are not there. Sometimes the, the mind is somewhere else. We're flying. They say that we should say Tehilat Hadere, the, the prayer of the traveler before we pray because the mind goes wandering. So yes, ask Hashem, be humble. Hashem, it's very hard for me to control my head. Take me all these places and to all these situations while I'm praying to you. Please help me, help me, help me be there, present. Be mindful when I'm praying or be mindful when I'm saying Abraha or be mindful when I'm being with someone uh, with me we go out to lunch and I'm not on my phone all day help me be there so we always have room to grow and number seven says for the honor of the creator one should display humility before others and put aside one's pride just because you want to honor Hashem don't show yourself haughty show yourself humble for the sake of heaven. And number eight, one should be content with whatever means of livelihood present themselves and are attained because he disdains and he has little regard for his bodily self. So yeah, he should train his soul to let go of physical pleasures, of physical desires. You know, if I don't have it, I don't need it. Like the Alter Rebbe says, not everything you want, you need. If it's, if it's not necessary, it's not needed. And if it's necessary, it's not, it's how he said something like, if, if, if it's not, if you don't need it, it's not needed. And if it's needed, it's not necessary. Like ask yourself before you're gonna buy something, do I really need this? Is it really important that I have it? Does it, is it really necessary for my welfare, for my, spiritual growth is it necessary and most of the time the answer is no you don't need it so he should train his soul to forego its physical desires and free himself to fulfill his obligations to the creator for the great favors and many graces he has bestowed upon him as king david said i will run in the way of your commandments for it frees my heart so we should be worried not about the last bag handbag or the last uh, a skirt or the last dress or the last jewel we should be worried in our personal uh, neshama in our in our true true treasure that is inside of us that we should be nurturing it and fostering it to be um, more in tune more sensitive to his connection to Hashem that's what we should be worried about 
and for the honor of the Creator one should take revenge against the wicked. One practice of forgiving others in personal matters should not lead him to forgive when it comes to God's matters or towards anyone who speaks against his prophets, pious ones and treasured people. When one person takes advantage of another, he should not be forgiving as, he's, as he is when he himself is wrong. Rather, he should come to the rescue of the oppressed and help free him from the hand of the oppressor. So you know, in the times of the Tower of Babel, the people, they were building this huge building to go to the heavens and wage war with God. It's very similar to what's going on today. And so what happened is if a person that was working on building this building would fall down, the, the people that were building the, the, the building would look down and would say, okay, they wouldn't care. But if a brick would fall from, I don't know how many floors they had built already, fell to the ground, they would cry. So, you know, today I see it, I see that the Congress putting laws that they're going to take away the word mom, the word dad, the word brother, sister. If, if, uh, if someone says a man, then he has to say a woman, like all these things. This is, this, is, this is something that you should not forgive. This is something that you should never forgive because it's unacceptable. It's, 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 it's a war against Hashem. And these things you cannot accept. Or when they're trying to make little boys into girls, they're eight years old and they're butchering up so they can look like girls or the other way around. This is not acceptable. This is, this is evil. This, and, and, and when things are evil, you should name them for what they are. This is also humbleness. This is also means to be humble. Because you are outraged. Outraged of what they're doing to Hashem. This is like the Tower of Babel. A brick falls and everybody's crying. And a person falls and they don't care. It, this is what's going on here. So one should speak little and in, in a soft voice. Yes, little and seldom swearing God's name, even in regard to the truth. So we should never be swearing. We should never take Hashem's name just like that. Like you're talking about anything and you just put it in. Uh, we should not swear. If someone asks you, can you do this for me? You'll say, Blineder, if I can, I'll do it. But don't say, yeah, I swear I'll do it for you. No, take that word out of your mouth. And because it's, 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 not, it's not humble, it's, it's arrogance. So he should not utter any falsehood or keep company with merrymakers or delight in the worldly pleasures in which the vulgar, vulgar people delight. This should be out of humility and lowliness, not out of self-importance and haughtiness. And uh, as the prophet said, I did not sit in the company of revelers, nor did I make merry with them. I sat alone because of your hand upon me, for you have filled me with indignation. And this is like Mordechai. Mordechai, the story of, of Purim, the, 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 the king Ahasuerus, he did this huge party for the Jewish people in the castle, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, um, in the castle, and he had all the artifacts of the Beit HaMikdash there, and they were drinking from the golden goblets, and he was sitting in the, in the, in the, in the chair of Sholomo uh, HaMelech, and the curtains were the curtains of the Beit HaMikdash, and he was serving them kosher food, but nevertheless, more the high. He teared his clothes, he put ashes on him like he was mourning and he, and he went there and said, what are you doing? What are you doing? 
How can you be here rejoicing with the artifacts of our temple that was destroyed by his father-in-law? How can you do that? So yeah, this is, this is arrogance. And when a person is humble, when he is not uh, arrogant and he's low, then he's gonna act in a very different way. So I wanna wish you a blessed week and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.